0: hey what's up thank you for listening as always really appreciate it real quick though if you have any kindness in your heart or like in your heart towards me leave a review scroll down you'll see the thumbnail for the podcast scroll down hit five star review type a a, a five star rating type a review down there Uh, it doesn't have to be long it could be something super super short and brief uh, just letting people know about the podcast Uh, if you want to even you know push it a little further and be extra awesome, go ahead and send the link to someone. Share it on your Instagram story. It is extremely helpful in growing uh, something like a podcast, something that's totally free, uh, and that really provides an in-depth look, uh, an in-depth view, in-depth explanation on how to lose weight sustainably for life. That's my goal here. And I make $0 doing this podcast, so it's all just to provide value for you and help reframe the way you think about weight loss, the way you think about fitness. If I have one goal, uh, with any of the content I put out with my coaching, it's really just reframe the way people think about fitness and nutrition, because you can change like the actions that you do. And that has a lot of value to it. But if you can just change the way you think about this stuff and the way you approach it, uh, with your, the, the mindset from which you approach it, it can really change your entire life but also how long are you able to stick to this stuff most people approach weight loss approach fitness like like they're buying a new car right so they're looking for like cool features uh you know what's the sexiest model what's the what, you know they're shopping around for you know it, like it's a commodity, right? Like, ooh, what program do I want to try? What what diet do I want to try? What workouts do I want to try? Ooh, that looks fun. That doesn't look fun. And, and they shop for it like it's a commodity. Uh, you should approach fitness like less like buying a car, more like driving lessons. It's more of a less sexy, uh, monotonous process, but it leads to a longer-term result. Now, buying a new car is cool. There's nothing wrong with buying a new car, right? It's exciting. You get that new car smell. Um, I haven't bought a brand new car in a very long time. Um, But when you learn how to drive... It's exciting for different reasons, because when you're first learning how to drive uh, when you're a teenager, right, you're excited about being able to have that independence, being able to navigate the world on your own without your parents you know, having to drive you or having to rely on someone else to get you someplace. It's very, very similar to the approach I take to fitness and nutrition with my clients is teach them how to do this stuff and the excitement is in the beginning you know it's like "Ooh, I'm gonna learn how to do stuff on my own I don't have to rely on diets anymore I don't have to rely on coaches anymore at some point uh, but after a while it's not sexy it's not funny anymore it's just something that you do so think about every day when you get up and drive to work or you drive your kids somewhere you drive to the gym or wherever it is drive to the grocery store you're not sitting there going like Oh, my God, it's so awesome that I'm driving a car right now. Oh, look, I get to press the gas pedal. Oh, man, I get to cre- pe- press the brake. Oh, look, I got my turn signal on. This is so fun, right? No one thinks like that. You just get in the car and you do what you got to do to get where you need to go. And that is kind of how you should approach Uh, you know, fitness and nutrition most of the time. It should be a task that you are proficient in, that you can do pretty much on autopilot, and it gets you from A to B. It gets you from uh, frustration or, uh, you know, lack of confidence to a confident, uh, happy behavior, and you're, you're happy with the result you know exactly how to maintain it. So approaching fitness is more like getting driving lessons, less like buying a new car. So if you find yourself approaching fitness like it's a commodity understand it's not a commodity is it a simple task that you have to accomplish day to day to get to a goal to get from a to b now the reason why i bring that up is because a huge part of weight loss or fitness in general uh it shouldn't be as big of an issue as it is but it just is a huge issue for most people is the scale right hopping on the scale scale is causes anxiety seeing the scale go up holy shit you might as well, t- well tell someone, uh, you know, you're taking their right eye, right? It's just like if the scale spikes up at all, it's this huge, emotional, like very uh, mentally draining process. It's very scary. And I want to talk a little bit about how you approach the scale from a mindset perspective but also why it may spike up sometimes what that means and how you can really get through it so if you're sick of stepping on the scale seeing it go up having an emotional reaction and maybe even getting like the fuck it's or that discouragement that makes you want to quit uh, i really want you to you know listen to this because this is an issue uh, problem that I you know help clients with on a day to day basis is what to do when the scale spikes up. So first off, it's really understanding what it means if the scale happens to go up. So the big uh, piece of vocabulary I like to change with people is when they say I gained weight. Oh, I gained a pound last you know yesterday, but hope it's going to come down or something like that. You didn't gain anything right, the scale is going to go up and down. So even if you are someone who wants to lose 50 pounds, along the way to losing those 50 pounds, you're probably going to see the scale spike up more than 50 different times. Uh, I know that that may sound scary. But if you understand that it is just a part of the process, it makes it a little bit less scary. So uh, for some of you guys, that might sound like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. But for a lot of people, it's just completely counter to what their expectations are. They're expecting, okay, if I want to lose, let's say, thirty pounds, that means I'm going to lose uh, a pound and a half a week. So it's going to take, you know, uh, what's that, twenty weeks. And if I don't, if I don't lose a pound and a half one week, that means I'm failing. That means I'm not on track. Uh, weight loss is something that you cannot meticulously plan out like that you really can't set a specific timeline to lose a specific amount of weight again we're talking about losing body fat and keeping the weight off we are not talking about making weight for a ufc fight those are two completely different processes so you may be thinking well there's like you know boxers and ufc fighters and wrestlers who have to make weight by a certain day and they always do it so what do you mean i can't plan it out they're making weight, they're manipulating their body so that it weighs a certain amount for a single moment, and then most of them gain back all of the weight in a very short amount of time or a good chunk of it. So, would you rather, let's say your goal weight is 150 pounds, would you rather weigh 150 pounds? for 30 seconds and then gain back 10? Or would you rather weigh 150 pounds and keep it keep it between 150 and 155 pounds for the rest of your life? Like what sounds better to you? Because when people are manipulating the scale for to weigh a certain amount at a certain time, what they're doing is they're not losing body fat. And, and you may be thinking too, like, well, I'm not a UFC fighter, I don't care about that. But I, I've worked with enough clients to know that People do try to manipulate the scale. They'll restrict food the day before a weigh-in. They'll you know, try to sweat a little bit more before the end of the week. Or if they feel like they had an off day and the scale spikes up, they'll try to like go extra extreme to make it come back down. And this is a no-win game to play because you cannot control what the scale does on a day-to-day basis. What you can control is what the scale does overall month-to-month. And even then, you can only control the trend. You can't control the number. This is super important. You can control whether or not it goes down, but you can't control how much it goes down. Remember that. It's super important to remember that you can control the direction of the scale, but you can't control how, like, the exact amount that it goes down. So if you want to lose five pounds in a month, there's nothing you can do to guarantee that's going to happen. So setting that goal in the first place is very mentally taxing emotionally frustrating you probably shouldn't do it instead you should set goals based on behavior and we can talk about that so why does the scale spike up you know what would cause it to spike up let's say you're the one in a million person who is 100 consistent with your diet and your workouts and your steps you are getting your steps every day, you're hitting your calories and protein every single day, no deviations, you're not deviating on the weekends, you're not going off track at night, you have very minimal stress, you have a perfect schedule, a perfect metabolism, perfect genetics, and you're just perfect adherence across the board, your scale will still spike up from time to time. So why? Well, it can be caused by a ton of reasons, and you really can never pinpoint exactly what's going on. So the fact if you even start to analyze why the scale is moving up occasionally, you're already playing a no-win game and wasting energy. The scale could go up for any number of reasons. It can literally grow, go up just by drinking more water than normal. So now if you hear that and you're like, well, then I'll just restrict water, that's a, not a smart game to play. If you drink more water than normal, what do you think that means? Why would that make the scale go up? Well, maybe your, your muscles are holding a on to a little bit more water than normal. Maybe you were a little dehydrated the day before and you needed to hold on to that water a little longer. Maybe you just didn't pee all of it out yet and it made the scale go up. Does that sound like a reason you should be freaking out? That, does that sound like a reason you should be quitting, that you have a little bit more water in your body? Uh, does, is water going to make you look differently in a dress? No. Is water going to make your uh, stomach gain two inches? No. So why worry about it? uh, drinking less water than usual can cause it. And now you're like, Adam, this is a total mindfuck. but true. If you're dehydrated, your body's going to respond in different ways and it can make the scale fluctuate. Uh, drinking alcohol again, you might be thinking, well, what this means I can't drink. No, but when you drink alcohol, guess what? You've got some extra liquid calories sitting in your system. You're probably a little bit dehydrated. Uh, maybe you haven't you know, processed it all and, and excreted it yet. It's going to make the scale spike up. Maybe you ate a little bit more salt than normal. It's going to make you hold on to some, to some water. Big fucking deal, right? Again, if you're thinking, well, then I'll restrict salt. Again, you're playing a no-win game. Stop trying to manipulate the scale. Uh, eating more calories than normal. Eating more carbs than normal. Eating more processed food than normal. Getting less sleep. Getting a lot of sleep. Travel. Stress. All of these things can fluctuate the scale. So you can see it's, it's not worth analyzing. But if you understand that the reason the scale... The reason, if you understand that it's the reason the scale is spiking is not because you're magically gaining body fat, you can make a better emotional decision when that scale spikes up. So remember, if you step on the scale and it's up from the day before or the week before, it does not mean you gained body fat. It could mean any number of things. Now, let's say the scale is going up consistently. This means day to day, week to week, the scale is trending upwards. So let's say you go three weeks in a row and the scale has trended up, right? What do you do then? Well, this is dependent on the situation as always. Let's say you're someone, uh, we'll give you a couple of examples. Why would that be happening? Let's say you're someone who's in kind of a, a, a metabolic rehab phase. So this means you've done yo-yo diets your whole life. Uh, you've really like messed up your metabolism by not being uh, consistent with eating enough protein, not building enough muscle. Uh, you're someone who maybe identifies himself as like skinny fat, like you're not super overweight, but you're definitely not toned. You don't have muscle. And you need to build some muscle in order to start looking differently and in, in order to start seeing some progress. And let's say you're in that phase of your journey. Now, the scale may trend up in that circumstance because you need to build muscle. And guess what? Muscle weighs something it has weight to it. So when you're building muscle, the scale may start to trend up. And that is totally okay. I've seen women, uh, this is not, you know, necessary for everybody, but I have seen women gain 10, 15 pounds, but look leaner. Now, again, that's not going to happen for everybody. Obviously, if you're a female who's five foot five and you're 220 pounds, we're not trying to gain 15 pounds. That's not really going to make you look different. But if you're a female and you're in the, you know, the mid 100s and you have really no muscle definition and you got to put on some muscle, you may need to gain a little bit of weight. Maybe you need to gain like five pounds of muscle and then you need to start focusing on fat loss. And then, that, then you're going to not only you know, lose weight on the back end, but you're gonna, when you lose 10 pounds, you're going to look like you lost 20 and you're going to be leaner. So I always want to challenge you. Is like, do, Would you rather have your goal weight or your goal body? Think about that for a second. Would you rather have your goal weight or your goal body? This is super, super important because your goal body and your goal weight are not always going to be the same thing. And sometimes your goal body may be five or 10 pounds heavier than your goal weight. Now, is that okay? I would assume so because most people aren't just trying to weigh less. They want to look different. So this is why the scale cannot be the, an obsession with you. If you are someone or you know someone who's trying to lose 75, 100 pounds, 50 pounds, yeah, we need to see the scale trend down at some point. But if you're someone who's just trying to you know, look different and you're already like on the thin side but you have no muscle, you're probably going to need to see the scale go up a little bit. Now let's say you're someone who's not in that situation and you are trying to lose 50 pounds and you've gone like three weeks in a row. The scale hasn't dropped and it's maybe it's even trending up a bit consistently. What's going on there? Well, the first thing I would say is it probably means you're not being as consistent as you think you are with your nutrition. Now, this could mean that you're going off track multiple days per week. It could mean that you are eating out way more than you're acknowledging. So you're taking in more calories than you think. Uh, It could mean that you are tracking everything very accurately, but maybe there's some things you're forgetting to track or not really paying attention to. It could mean that you're not being consistent with your steps, you're not moving around enough. There could be a lot of issues there. So if you are seeing the scale trend up, over time but you feel like you're really trying and you're you're being consistent you need to take a look at your consistency first are you actually within your calorie ranges are you actually staying on track you know with your calorie ranges six out of seven days a week Uh, if not then that's the first thing you need to work on and that's not a a a knock at you or your character or your self-worth it's just like okay i haven't been as consistent as i think i as i thought i was I should probably work on that consistency first and that's where we come back to you know what are the habits you need to be working on let's get consistent with that first so let's say you said you were going to start working out 3 days a week but you've only been working out once a week and you and you said you were going to be eating around 1700 calories but you haven't been tracking you know every Friday Saturday and Sunday most weeks you got to work on that first instead of trying to manipul- manipulate the scale number you got to take a little bit of that emotion out of it and focus on, are you actually being consistent or not? So really the only time to ever analyze the scale is if it's not trending in the direction you want consistently over time. It's not a day-to-day thing. So if you get to the end of the month and you lost two pounds, but you wanted to lose four, there's no reason to be freaking out about that because you can't control the number. You can only control the trend. So really pay attention to that. You can control the number, you can control the trend, but you can't control the number. So don't get freaked out about the scale too much if it's not, you know, going exactly how you thought it was going to go. That's an issue of managing expectations. Now, along the way to losing the weight you want to lose, a very important part of the process is building in Reasonable flexibility so that you can do the things that you like to do without feeling like you're going way off track. Another very important part uh, of, you know, developing this lifestyle change and the way you think about fitness is you need to get out of this whole off track, on track mindset. You have to focus on the fact that your track is fluid to you and it molds to you. So if part of your track is being able to go out to dinner once a week with your spouse, and that means on those days you're probably going to eat a little bit more calories than normal. Uh, maybe you're going to have a couple of drinks. You have to be prepared that the scale might spike up the next day, and it doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. You didn't go off track. It's part of your track. It's part of your process. Let's say you have three vacations a year that you go on. Maybe one of them is a long trip and a, a couple of weekend trips. You got to be prepared that during those periods of time the scale may not move down or it may go up and that's okay but you should have bulletproof baseline habits to come back to after the fact so this is the huge make or break for most people it's not about being on a diet it's about having baseline habits that you can get back to when things get hectic so let's say for example Uh, to use, use a comparison here, a little analogy, let's say you are flying home uh, from a work trip and uh, your plane gets delayed and it's like a last minute delay. It's like a whole, it's a really shitty uh, system. So it's, you're flying back and you have to sleep in the airport overnight. Sucks, right? You get stuck. You got to like sleep on the floor of the airport. And then the next day you wake up in the airport, and uh, the next flight you can get on isn't until later in the in the afternoon. So you've got to like, you know, either go into town for a little bit, or you've got to just like screw around in the airport and and stay busy and and maybe do whatever you got to do to wait till that flight. And then that flight's a little longer. There's a delay there, blah, blah. You don't get home till two o'clock in the morning. So you go right to sleep. Now, if you're keeping track of that timeline, that's one night you spent in the airport, one night you spent traveling and you had to go home and get right to sleep. So that means for two days you didn't shower. Does that mean you fucked up? and you should never shower again, and what's the point of showering if you can't do it every single day, and you should probably just throw in the towel, because if you can't shower every single day, and you don't know how to uh, stay on track with showering when you are on a trip, and your flight gets delayed, then what's the point of doing this, and blah, 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 I should just quit, is that really, does that sound realistic to you, Um, or, or would you just like take a shower when you woke up, and get right back to showering? That's really as simple as it is the same way with your diet. So let's say in that same circumstance, you were stuck in an airport for two days. You only had access to airport foods. You're stressed the fuck out. So you're not worrying about tracking your food. You're just worrying about getting home. When you get home, you wake up the next day. Does that mean you should go off the rails for the next three days? Does that mean you should uh, go on a crash diet? Does that mean you completely fucked up your diet? Or should you just get back to your baseline habits? The baseline stuff that you've worked on, that you've built. Eating three times a day. Having balanced meals. Getting enough protein in. Getting your steps in. That's what it's about. It's not about, you know, being perfect. It's about having some baseline level habits that you can come back to after things get messed up, after you feel like you messed up. Another big part of this process is getting very clear about your expectations. You know, this is a crazy idea for you, but. Decide what you actually want your life to look like. Do you want your life to look like obsessing about a scale every single day, or avoiding, uh, you know, any sort of fun with food or spontaneity just to see the scale continuously go down? Like, what do you value? What do you want your process to look like? Because if you don't want to obsess about the scale all the time, you can choose not to. You can work through those emotions. If you, you know, you probably don't want to be the person who. Brings plain boiled chicken in Tupperware to a barbecue. But do you also want to be the person who doesn't know how to go to a barbecue without overeating and feeling like shit the next day? Like there's this massive 50 shades of gray in the middle of those two things. So have clear expectations. How many days a week do you want to stay within your calorie protein goals? And what is the result you're expecting from that? Because if someone tells me I want to go, you know, I want to eat out five times a week. Can we still lose weight doing that? Yeah, probably, but it's probably going to be at a slower pace. We're probably going to have to do a little bit more guesswork. Uh, but if they're cool with that expectation, then I'm cool with it. It's There's no right or wrong here, but you have to have clear expectations. Guilt and frustration with the scale comes from having unrealistic expectations and then having actions that don't meet up to those unrealistic expectations. So if you say, I want to lose two pounds a week, you're probably not going to lose two pounds a week every single week. It's probably gonna be some weeks where you lose none, or it may go up a pound. But if you're expecting that you're gonna lose two pounds every single week, you're just creating stress, and it's gonna cause you to go off track way more frequently than you'd probably like to. So what I would do is really focus on your habits and your consistency, and have a clear understanding of the scale and why it may spike up from time to time, and understand that it's completely normal. At the end of the day, depending on what your goal is, the scale needs to be trending down if your goal is weight loss uh so if you're trying to lose 20 to 30 pounds overall you probably want that scale to trend down now that could mean one pound a week or it could mean two pounds a month it really doesn't matter there's no right or wrong as long as your actions are in line with those expectations and and you're happy with the progress that you're making and if you're not are the changes that you need to make reasonable so if you're not happy with losing half a pound a week but you also want to be able to eat out three nights a week that's probably not realistic so you either have to be happy with half a pound a week and eating out more frequently or you have to be happy with more weight loss per week and eating out less frequently right and there's no right or wrong there. Just matching your expectations with your actions, and that's really as simple as as we can make it. So, to give you a personal example of mine, uh last weekend I went on my first ever like camping trip with my wife and son. Uh, it wasn't like legit camping in a in a tent. It was in a yurt, which I don't know if you've heard of a yurt. I hadn't heard of one until before that trip. But it's essentially like uh an upgraded tent. Like it has a it has beds. It has a living room, it has a kitchen, but like it's not made of like brick or wood or anything like that, it's like a tarp. Uh, and then there, anyway, it was a nice trip. It was two nights. Uh, I, me and my wife, you know, don't really drink super frequently, so we both had like three beers both nights. Uh, we had s'mores, uh, we ate out a couple times, and honestly, it was not off the rails by any means, it was not too deviated from my normal behavior. We ate the normal breakfast we normally eat. We brought protein powder. We just had the couple of drinks. We ate out twice and both times it wasn't anything crazy. And we each had like maybe two s'mores, right? But the scale was up four, three or four pounds on Monday uh, from Friday. In that moment, if I didn't understand all the stuff I'm explaining to you now, that may have been enough to make someone feel emotionally shot, distraught, discouraged, Uh, wanting to give up. And then a lot of times uh, with a lot of people, when they're trying to do this on their own, that's enough to make them just bag it and call, and just like, you know, call it quits or, you know, feel the need to go rush to cutting carbs or something like that. But for me, I was like, yep, that seems about normal and just went back to my normal behavior. And I actually looked forward to getting back to my normal habits, my normal workouts, my normal food, and just went right about it. And then the scale came right back down a few days later. But it's because I didn't have an emotional reaction. I understood what that meant. The three pounds up doesn't mean that I gained three pounds of fat over the course of two days. All it means is I ate a little bit more than normal. Uh, I had some extra alcohol. I probably didn't drink enough water. Like I slept in a weird spot that I'm not used to sleeping in. We had to drive more. It's just like I didn't even bother analyzing it. Any number of those things could have caused the scale to spike up. But it's ha- it's not having that emotional reaction. It's having that steady uh, mindset approach to that to that scale uh, that really gets you through to the next right decision and gets you right back to being on track. So if you're having issues with the scale, meaning you're getting frustrated by it, you're having uh, you know an emotional reaction to it then the issue is not the scale. The issue is your relationship with it. So you have to, A, take an honest look at your consistency, and what are your honest expectations of how much weight you should be losing? Because uh, my guess would be your expectations are probably off and your consistency probably isn't on point, on par to what you think it is. Those are usually the two issues when it comes to not seeing Uh, the rate of weight loss that most people are expecting. It's not that they're doing something massively wrong or that the program isn't working. It's just they're either not being as consistent as they thought they were, or they're being really impatient and having unrealistic expectations. The scale can spike up for any number of reasons. But the important part is, are you aligned with your habits? Do you know your values? Do you know what you want to be doing each day? If your values are eating more protein supporting a healthy metabolism be getting more exercise and your habits are aligned with those values then the scale shouldn't matter you should be so aligned and confident in your process in your in your steps in your tasks that you are expecting the weight to come off and it, whether it comes off in two months or six months does not matter uh, if you're having emotional trouble with the scale the issue is not the scale or the program. The issue is that your expectations and your consistency probably aren't lined up. And you just need to have a conversation about what the expectation should be and what level of consistency you should have. So I hope that makes sense. If you take one thing away from this this episode, just remember that you can control the trend, but you can't control the exact number. And, you know, if things go out of whack, it's not about changing things up or reshuffling the deck or starting from scratch. It's just about getting back to being consistent with your bulletproof baseline habits. And that's really what matters most. So, uh, if your habits are in line with your values, then you should be confident in that process and understand that the effort you're putting in will undeniably pay off in time. Okay. Hope this was helpful, guys. Again, leave a review, share it with someone. If you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out. I'm always down to have a conversation with you and answer as many questions as you have. Thank you.